smoking on gas, got me slung. Chasing Z's, chasing Z's. I've been high up off my ass. Managing beans, managing beans. Flying solo, Mr. Dolo. What you mean? What you mean? Grab control and major time. Do you read? Do you read? Smoking on gas, got me slung. Chasing Z's, chasing Z's. I've been high up off my ass. Myself. Every day, never take a break, still in myself Addicted to the gold, only focused on well, still slide To my nine to five, just to buy the time Till I'm on the rise, blasting off, I'm not asking off This ain't frat rap, tell the haters fuck off I'm shining, so blinded, as a vibe got no diamonds Bro boy, got nothing in my wallet Spend all my green on the green quite often Still flawless, stand tall and say fuck it to me, face calling Time to ride the wave, override the shade Inhale the haze, have a lovely day This is Gaz Morgan, and welcome to what is our season finale, season two, episode 12. How's everyone doing? Uh, I swear every time there's a gap between between episodes, so much happens this year. What a crazy, intense year. I hope everyone is, is healthy and doing okay out there in this crazy pandemic. But I have a great show for you tonight. We'll be talking to two investigators. Uh, who are investigating a, I, I don't want to call it a missing 411 because we know where the hiker is. The hiker passed away on the trail in Florida. But the mystery around why the person died and who the person actually is, is extensive. So I don't want to give away anything here because I want you all to hear it in the interview itself. But be ready for a great rabbit hole and a really great mystery. Uh, there's a lot that is known and there's a lot that just isn't. And uh, it's crazy. Uh, as many as I bring up you know, in the uh, interview, if you followed into the wild or the McCandless case, he was identified in two weeks, two weeks. And he was found, you know, dead in a, in a bus in the Alaskan outback or Alaskan uh, back country. And they still were able to figure out who he is within two weeks. This has been over two years. And we have, there's pictures, there's numerous witnesses, and the body and the DNA of this person, and he is still unknown. So it's a it's a great story. But before we, get, we want to get into that, I want to get into that. Before we get into that, uh, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's listening and to those that have been listening from the beginning or that may be just tuning in now for the first time ever. Thank you. They, there are so many podcasts out there, and the fact that you chose mine is fantastic, and I, I 
Hope you enjoy it and have been enjoying it and will enjoy it in season three, which uh, I'll take uh, January, uh, the rest of December and January off, and then there'll be a new episode in February, and uh, we'll pick up from there. There are a few things I'm working on for next year. Um, there is the possibility of this moving over and being one of the, you know, uh, a, a podcast on the Roku channel. So if you have a Roku TV or a uh, a little Roku box or whatever, uh, you'll be able to find us on there starting sometime early next year, I would think. But I don't have the actual dates yet. I'm also looking to try and export all the previous shows as well as all the future shows to over to uh, YouTube and uh, actually adding some video content here and there. That is probably something that will be more towards summer before that happens. But uh, we're looking into that and I'm working on the first kind of short show and episode for that. But so that's enough chitter chatter. Let's get into it and I'll see you on the other side. Bizarre. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am here with Erica Jones and Amber Doak. Am I saying that right? You did, yes. I did. Okay, good. Uh, they are here from the Facebook group Unidentified Hiker Ben Bellamy 2018, which is basically the think tank of this case. And for those who are turning it, tuning in who have not ever heard of the of uh, Mostly Harmless or Denim or this case in general, boy, do we have a rabbit hole for you. And uh, I have the exact right people here to help us through it. So I, to begin, I mean, to just give them the real kind of low and dirty how this kind of started is that from what I understand, it was uh, 2018. Uh, some hikers were hiking in uh, Big Cypress National Preserve in Florida. And they were going through the Nobles campground area, noticed a, a yellow tent with a pair of boots outside. And then unfortunately found that the person inside was deceased. And this really kind of began a mystery of who this person was. So I, from what I can understand, everything that we now know about him is from chance encounters in his hiking from what looks like New York down to Florida. Right. So I mostly famous. I, we don't, we don't know who he is, but, Who's mostly famous? Mostly harmless. Harmless. Oh my gosh. Yes, mostly harmless. He has become famous, though. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we don't know who he is, um, which this day and age seems bizarre because yeah. how do you erase yourself from this? I don't know, 2020, the age of the internet, the age of research, the age of you know Facebook, where everyone's connected to everything. Um, you know, it's been over two years and there's still no one that's come forward and said, I know who he is. I was his mailman. I was a roommate in college. Uh, none of those, you know, chance encounters have proven to be any kind of um, factual information. But he started this hike, as we know it, in 2017 in New York and made it all the way down to 
Florida, uh, Southwest Florida. And as you said, was found deceased, but then um, was recognized by many when that poster came out uh, that said that they were hiking with him on the trail and they knew him as either Denim or Mostly Harmless, which were trail names given to him. And um, when he would sign into um, hostels, he would use the alias Ben Bellamy, which that name does not exist in the United States. Mm. So here we are um, still chasing this rabbit hole mystery, trying to figure out who this man was. Now, there were some odd things. Well, there's a lot of odd. But when when his remains were discovered, um, I believe I had read that the boots were much bigger than his feet actually were. Yes. Um, I think the autopsy report stated that he wore a seven and a half in men's size boots, I believe, but his boots were more like a 10 or a 10 and a half. Uh, and I'm not exact on that because sure. I don't have the autopsy report in front of me. But um, so that was one of the first oddities. However, a lot of hikers have stated that long, um, you know, through hikers, they do often wear shoes that are larger than their size because of uh, comfort and they were often wear an extra pair of socks. So, you know, I guess to avoid blisters um, mm-hmm. and also to keep dry easier. Um, so, but I would not imagine that they would be that much larger. I mean, that always struck me as odd. Yeah, that's and, a, um, that's yeah, a big size difference. It is. And we've discussed it uh, amongst ourselves, like Erica and the other group members and I, um, numerous times, and no one has really gotten a specific answer, but that's our assumption is because he was hiking so far that he bought boots larger because we know uh, we're pretty positive he bought those boots new because a receipt was uh, found for his purchase of those boots. Right, right. So, right. And that's down another rabbit hole because, you know, you've got this receipt for size 11 hiking boots, but makes you think, it makes you wonder. So were that was the 11 the only size that they had at this you know, specific store along the trail? Or were they a good deal? What was the reasoning behind that is something off in the autopsy. So we've we've definitely beat this one to death with questions. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I bet. So it's, just, it's so odd. And plus, um, from what I understand reading the autopsy report myself, it looks like starvation was really the only reason that they could find for his passing. There was no right. disease, there was no injury, nothing of any of that. But yet, in when searching the tent, the police searched the tent, they found around $3,500 in cash, and he was, what, within five miles of the freeway or right. downtown? Right, right. And they also found food in the tent, although oh. it was a small portion of food. Uh, he did have a few supplies in the tent with him, or outside hanging from the tree, one of the two. And... Um, he also had, um, you know, um, matter in his his bowels. So mm. he had been consuming something. Sure. So that, that, again, is another rabbit hole. How did this man starve if he was consuming anything? And how can you, you know, hike thousands of miles with this much money in your pocket and lay in a tent and pass away five miles from civilization? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy. That's crazy. It, it, I found it's, this it's whole. Crazy. It is. I, I found this whole case while looking at missing 411 cases, and <sighs> I, I can definitely see how, you know, it would tie in because it's just instead of just vanishing, he just 
died. Now, is there a lapse of time in that, or can you pretty much create a complete timeline from roughly New York down to Florida? Yeah, yeah. There's some fantastic timelines, actually. And, you know, we've probably written them all multiple, multiple times, but there are timelines based on people that he met, hostels that he signed into, pictures that were taken, and those people have come forward and said, yes, I took this picture on December 2nd, or I took this picture with him when we were staying at this hostel. So we've got the timeline. We've placed him. There are definitely some gaps in that timeline that's very questionable, where makes you wonder, how did no one see him for two weeks if he's hiking this trail? That, sure. That's more questions. You know, you think you, you're onto something or you get a theory and then you get completely redirected into something something different. So we've got some gaps that we want to fill in, um, you know, right down to the last sighting of him, which was in April of 2018. So April 18th was the last day that he was seen. And, and mm. he took a picture with a fellow hiker and, you know, three months later discovered dead. So something Obviously, you and, know, very, and in that picture, did he did he seem I mean, did he look like he was starting to waste away or he was just usual, as they would say, you know, um, hiking thin? Right. The, yeah. yeah, he was he was quite a bit thinner in that photograph, in my opinion, as opposed to ones I saw him um, in from the beginning of his hike. He had lost quite a bit of weight, you could tell, but he didn't look anywhere near 83 pounds. No, that's. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy because from the witness uh, reports that I had looked at, you weren't even seeing people saying, hey, I, I met him. Um, he seems sick or anything right. like that. Did I miss anything? or? You didn't miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. That's How, the, the, only thing, the only thing that I noticed that um, – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. No, here we did it. No, <laughs> no go ahead. <laughs> The only thing I had noticed that some hikers had stated was that he had mentioned he was only able to hike about 10 miles a day. And some people assumed because of him saying that, that he had some kind of health issue or perhaps um, some kind of body issue where, you know, something bothered him after 10 miles. But there was no proof of that. Yeah, Uh, He did have some knee braces, but there was no proof that there was anything wrong with his knees, according to the autopsy. So yeah. it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd go more than 10. I mean, I, and a lot of places will tell you, or a lot of advisors will tell you to stick to 10 or around 10. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that's what's we, so fascinating. There's so many little idiosyncrasies that could make him stand out, and he does, but yet we still, we still aren't finding out. Right, right. And he was not in a hurry. There was no reason for him to go faster you know, or, or cover more mileage, you know, he was going at his own pace. So it, it makes sense, you know, that to me, 10 miles a day is a long way to walk. It is. <laughs> in my, and that's a lot of walk. <laughs> I understand the knee braces. Um, it's also been noted that he had just an insanely large pack of about 53 pounds for a man that was five foot eight and mm. inexperienced in hiking. So imagine, I mean, knee braces were probably quite necessary oh, sure. um, for, lugging around so much stuff so that was another thing that the you know fellow hikers noticed was how large his pack was one even took a picture of it on a scale you know showing how big it was and 
he always had the, you know, the waterproof rain cover over Mm -hmm. his back, which is an unusual thing. So a lot of strange little, like you said, idiosyncrasies were pointed out and noted, which just gives people even more to dive into. Um, And because we're just waiting, we're just waiting for this man's identity to come about. We've got time on our hands. So we want (laughs) to, you kind of go down every rabbit hole and try to figure out something just to get a little bit more detail. Oh yeah, yeah, you have to. It's I would assume it's like any other investigation. You got to look at every lead at least once, you yep. know. And then, as I can see, you know, on the page, people jump in and they'll be new. And some people, of course, ask the same questions or bring up the same people, and that has to be. Fu- I, I can see the frustration in people that have been there a long time. It's like, yes, just read the file section. Read the files, please, if, if anything comes out of this <laughs> conversation. You know, I think that's the least you can do out of respect for this man is just yeah. read and listen to the, the podcast that the sheriff's office did put out. Um, there's some really insightful things and you can kind of make your own timeline. So we want questions to be asked. We want, you know, intelligent discussion, you know, to to occur because we might find something out. You know, it's just it is difficult when people come in and you know, share pictures of people that are alive and well, or share pictures of people that have been ruled out officially. Yeah. So you just kind of wish that everybody put a little bit of time. Do time the due diligence. Yeah. That's all. all it can, yeah, it can be frustrating when, especially if people on the group um, or that come in new and they don't understand how much research has gone into it yet. And I understand they're excited about the topic. And I mean, it intrigues them just like it did us at the beginning. But they'll contact someone in real life to ask if they're okay and alive and well. And there's a certain guy that was contacted several times. And we had to finally, like, make multiple posts about it saying, don't contact this person. It's not that person. You know, so the files are very helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, Erica, I, let's start with what we do know. So why, do, why, do, why is the general consensus that, we, that he started in New York? So that is where he's reported himself to have started. So he spoke to some hikers um, and said that he had been staying or began his hike in New York. And that's been reported by a couple people. Um, So they're sure you can dispute that report because some of them are no longer participating in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, But he mentioned to them that he had, been camping somewhere for a couple weeks, but you're not allowed to camp in that particular park. So he just began hiking and he just started walking and kept going. Um, so while it's, it's troubling to kind of verify that, you know, the first picture ever taken that we have in our possession was taken in um, Pennsylvania. So okay. it could be disputed where he started, but there were multiple accounts of him saying he started in New York, as well as his story of him working in New York in the tech industry and choosing to leave his profession and just go off the grid, essentially, you know, unplug and and take this hike. So um, that I, I do believe to be true. Um, Amber, do you agree with that? Do you think that we did start in New York? I agree with that 100 um, percent. And I think he actually told a couple of fellow hikers that he was from the Brooklyn area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, spoke about his friends putting his, um, items into storage when he started his hike. So mm-hmm. I believe that a hundred percent. Yeah. We haven't been able to locate those friends, unfortunately, right. but. <laughs> or, yeah. 
So. But as the case has gone on and as research has been done by um, the DNA company and, um, you know, the group, we've discovered that some of the things he told a few different hikers were accurate. They were true. So yeah. I have no reason to be- to disbelieve anything sure. he said. Now, mm-hmm. I know one of the other big clues that he had with him was a uh, set of notebooks. Could you tell me about them? Um, I feel like a teacher now. So I'm like, so uh, tell us about that, Amber. yeah he had um several notebooks that he had put um now i'm i'm gonna say the wrong word and the computer guys are gonna get me but um code in for uh programming okay and i believe it was for a hiker app is what he told someone he was trying to design Uh a hiker app yes okay cool so he had a lot of coding, which to me meant nothing because I don't know how to read code. No, me but neither. <laughs> some professionals looked at that code and translated it. And there is actually a copy of the translated notebooks in the uh, Facebook group as well. Great. Yeah. So that has been done as well. Like, and and there, we're still nowhere. Now, there has been some some big news, and I'll save that kind of more towards the end that's that's come about over the past week, yes. but uh, we're still not there yet. No. But, um, <laughs> so uh, another connection to him was uh, Louisiana or Baton Rouge area. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so was that also places that he had talked about to other hikers? Yeah, he, he mentioned uh, Baton Rouge. And what's funny is there was a period of time that he spent um, a with another hiker. So Obsidian Hiker is a name that you might hear a little bit or read about because he did spend the most time with her. Um, we believe it was about 100 miles uh, that he did hike with her. And um, I honestly don't know how many people he might have mentioned Baton Rouge to. But one funny note is that um, when he was telling others that he was from New York, perhaps they interpreted that as where he was born and raised, you know, Obsidian said to him, why are you telling people you're from New York? You're from Baton Rouge. So she was the one that really knew him best as Mm. far as we're concerned, considering the time that they spent together. Um, And even though he didn't pour out as much detail as we would hope he he did, um, she got the most from him. She spent the most time with him. And so we did really hone in our efforts on Baton Rouge area, um, pouring through yearbooks and you know trying to guess his age and just trying to look through what's online you know there's some things some digital footprints that you cannot erase so that was a great place to start um because he did mention you know new york's a big area you can yeah. you can look <laughs> at least we could narrow it down a little bit with the baton rouge so so we did that now i believe there was also mentioned possible possibly of a sister that was in New York. Oh no! Wait, it was a uh, Sarasota or Saratoga, right? Mm-hmm. In, yeah, in Florida. Yes. Florida. Mm-hmm. What city was that, Erica? I have a brain lapse yes. at the moment. the The report was Sarasota, Florida. That Sarasota, he right? Told people he would be visiting his sister, and I think that might have been um, mentioned by one or two hikers. But it's become a big point of focus. Like we sure. really wanted. to go after Sarasota and let's let's part uh, post and share as much as we can there. But, you know, it really didn't quite fit with the timeline because mm. where he was found and when he said he was visiting her just didn't quite match up. So, of course, we're left to theorize. Did he did he mean he was going to visit 
his sister's grave? Did it mean, you know, what actually oh, right. that a living sister? Because quite frankly, I can't imagine walking to Florida and, and visiting her in the state he was in, you know, wearing the same clothes every day and kind of dirty. Uh, it just didn't seem like someone who was about to visit a family member who he'd not seen in a while. So we're trying to place that. And we still don't have a sister that has come forward and asked, you know, for help finding her missing brother. So we can't really verify any of it. And we've, I, I'd like to add, and we've honed in on every city and state that was mentioned by him throughout his hike, mm-hmm. through all these states. We've honed in on missing persons pages and uh, the local sheriff's departments and even uh, class reunion pages. We've gone on in these cities to say, you know, post his data, post the flyers and ask anyone that might have knew him to speak up or to contact the, you know, the Florida Police Department where he was located or and there's been nothing. Yeah, nothing that panned out anyway. Now, has anyone ever uh, thought that he had come out down from Canada or he may be from out of the country? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's been that's been uh, researched as well. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just it's endless and where it can go and <laughs> rabbit hole is deep. <laughs> it, it is deep. Now, yeah. I know one of the people now, I don't know if she just came about recently or has been around for a while, but there was a lady that was a trail angel. And for those who aren't through hikers, a trail angel is someone that uh, will help out through hikers, uh, maybe give them a ride or help them get to get food or equipment or things like that. And um, where did where did she come into the story? Are you are you talking about Fairbanks? Yes, that's her name. Yeah, so she's the first person actually that identified the okay. poster released by the sheriff's office. So she recognized his face right away and was the first person to reach out. And what she did was post in all the hiker groups that she was in. Um, really did a lot to kind of source information, saying, you know, do you know who this is? Um, so she was very instrumental in this case. Um, I believe she did a lot of great things, uh, but that's where all the pictures came in, you know, and, wow. and people in the case are going to say, if you don't know his name, why do you have so many pictures? And then it's like, have a seat. How much time do you have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hope you don't have anything to do for about a month. Right, right. And sometimes I'm so tempted to answer that question. I'm like, stop typing, stop typing, because <laughs> there's there's really so much to say, but you know, she's the first one and she put that information out and got, got all those pictures generated. And I think still to this day, you know, we're stumbling upon people who claim to have met him or seen him and we're trying to place him in the timeline. You know, we're putting him somewhere and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it gets erased, you know? Right. And, uh, and Amber, I'll start with yeah. you. How did you get involved? Sure. How did you, uh, initially fall into this rabbit hole? Well, Way back about two years ago, I saw a post on Facebook about this hiker. And it was actually through a Florida travel website. Um, so the Collier County Sheriff's Office had posted their flyer. And at that point, um, I saw it. Now, mind you, it was a few months after they posted it. So it was, it was not right away. So I started reading about it. And they had already posted additional photographs as an update on their uh, Facebook post that people have been calling 
and giving photographs to the sheriff's department of their interactions with the hiker along the trail. So at that point, there were a lot of photographs. And honestly, he just reminded me of someone that I knew. And it it just stuck with me for some reason. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have said that about him. He's got that kind of familiar face. Oh, he does. I know someone, too. (laughs) And when I first (laughs) saw that... I first saw that picture. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Oh, no, 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 it's not him. Okay. Right. So I, um, out of curiosity, after, you know, a few weeks or months after I had read about that, I started searching Facebook to see if there was anything new. And I found the Facebook group and I joined and I started interacting. And that's how I met this group of ladies that I've been working with. And that's how we eventually hooked up with the DNA company. And yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> oh my gosh and uh erica how did you get involved you know similar story actually um i do enjoy following and doing my best anyway my amateur level um is missing and unidentified people so i'm really fascinated by that how many people are missing in our country and how many are unidentified so it's alarming so that you know i'm not the true crime junkie i'm not the serial killer junkie i'm all about the missing and unidentified and one day i i did stumble upon the story and joined the group right away this was a couple years ago i remember where i was i was in a restaurant right in my neighborhood we had just moved into a new house and was grabbing some lunch and i saw it and i'm like well there's one to follow here's one to follow (laughs) so um you know, and it went dormant for a little while. It was quiet. There were not a lot of new leads. Um, but sometime earlier this year, it really got you know, re-energized, I would say. You know, there were some articles coming out. People were starting to talk about it again. And so we started sharing more. And I think that, you know, just by doing the due diligence and by spending the time to respectfully research the case, you know, you, you stumble upon people that are very helpful. You know, we've, we've got a nice little group um, managing what has now grown to 6,300 people as wow. of today, a group. You know, there have been articles that have been shared over a million times now. And while you think that you've got such a footprint and you think that you've saturated the market with people uh, knowing about this case, you know, you really have barely scratched the surface. But it's been pretty remarkable, the, the people that have come around and come out and, and wanted to help and wanted to share. You know, not everyone's there for the right reasons, but, sure. um, you know, not to sound too um, bachelorette-ish, but they're there. <laughs> uh, they really genuinely care about helping and wanting to solve this case. And it's one of those that sticks with you because you just can't believe it at this this point in time, this day and age, how did someone manage to erase themselves, their life from all the technology we have today? And I think that's kind of the irony of the case is that that was his idea was to go off the grid. You know, he didn't even carry a cell phone, but it's going to be technology that solves this case and ultimately gives him his name back. Technology and a lot of friends he doesn't, you know, didn't even know he had. (laughs) <laughs> right, which, which is amazing because I like you're saying there's there's a story here and uh yeah you know, I've seen some people post you know and about well maybe he was a criminal and he was hiding or witness protection program or things like that and in the end it, it, that part doesn't matter it's the matter that how can this guy not have someone missing him 
Exactly. Right. Like if he had a sister, how could she not? I believe the Chandless case for into the what was it into the wild, into the wilderness. Um, into, into the wild, yeah. Into the wild, so, yeah. Super tramp. Yeah, he he dies in a bus in the back country of Alaska, and they identify him in two weeks. Right. So it yeah. just yeah. so people understand the 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 technological absurdity it is that we can't find who he is. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. After after more than two and a half years. Yes. And with this publicity, you know, so many different publications now have touched on it. Just most recently, the the most famous ones, of course. But it's just shocking that no one has come forward to say, I went to elementary school with him or he lived down the street from me, you know, or we rode the subway together in New York. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And they're good pictures. It's not like blob squatch, you know. They're right? not they're not blurry or offsided or they're face right straight on faces and different situations and yeah. I it's crazy. But now have have either of you come up with your own theories of what you think is going on? I, I've had a few. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have had a few. I don't know, um, how to exactly explain it maybe without sounding <laughs> I think that he was maybe a private person uh to begin with probably had social media but didn't post his own face on it you know I'm sure there's some kind of technology out there that is assigned to him but it's just not within the identifiers right. and I think that he um for his own reasons and I I don't want to speculate as to why because I can't do that because I didn't know him personally, but uh, he went on this journey and in search of something and, you know, he, he wanted to make it to Florida and he did. And at some point something happened and he stopped on that trail. And I don't know if we'll ever know why. Right. But I feel like he fulfilled what he was looking to fulfill. He made yeah. it to Florida from New York. And for an amateur hiker, that's amazing. That is amazing. It really is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I live next door to a grocery store, and there's days where I look outside, and I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. Relatable. Very relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I rode my bike 14 miles the other day, and I thought I was going to pass out. Bless. Wow. <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> So now, uh, most recently, one of the big things that have been talked about was, um, and you'll, you'll have to help refresh me, the name of the DNA company that you're working for. And sure. was that through the uh, the sheriff's office, Erica? Yeah, so, so one of the other gals in the group connected with someone that we didn't know. Um, and the, the company is called Authorum Inc., and they are out of the Woodlands, Texas. And what they are is a private DNA lab essentially that has to be initiated by law enforcement so law enforcement that has cold cases that need to be solved can reach out to them uh, for them to do a newer type of genome sequencing and tree building and that's exactly what happened you know there were some contacts made with um, David Middleman who is uh, president of this company CEO of this company and well it's not a it's it's not a free process essentially um They did reach out to Collier County and said, we want to do this for you. We want to 
uh, run the DNA, build the tree, and help identify this man. Because um, his DNA had originally been sent to the University of North Texas, uh, where the, there is a forensic lab, very backlogged. So he was kind of at the bottom of the pile. You know, there was no crime committed here. So there wasn't urgency, you know, per se to identify him. But sure. the guys over at Othram said they would do it. And we're thinking, we got we to gotta help here because this is not free you know they've got bills to pay there are people involved with this tree building you know this takes time so we crowdsource the uh five thousand dollars that it costs to essentially sequence the dna build the tree and ultimately uh solve a case and so that's what i think the group has truly done really come together to to champion this um and it just shows how many people genuinely care about giving him his name back. You know, like Amber said, he was probably a quiet person. He seems like he led a very unremarkable life, but somehow in his death, in his passing, he has become mostly famous. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, um, it's incredible, but Othram's, you know, since we made the connection with them, Oh my gosh, they are solving cold cases from years ago, murders that have been left cold, family members that have passed. They are solving cases. They cannot stay out of the media. They are doing so many things. And I'm so impressed and thankful to, you know, quote unquote, know them and to know what they're doing because they have brought closure and, you know, peace to so many people that have wondered what happened to their loved one or who was responsible for this or who, who was that little girl that went unidentified, you know, that was found dead. If they had done this and technology, it's, it's here to stay. You know, everyone kind of refers to the Golden State Killer. This was the technology that was used is, you know, run that DNA, we say. And yeah. you know, now we've just got to get that treaty built. <laughs> so it's a little it's, challenging. It's, yeah, a little yes. bit. <laughs> and to touch on something Erica mentioned, as far as Othram, they they not only offered to help with this, but they said they would do it for the bare minimum cost that it would take to assist us. So they told us an amount we needed to crowdsource, and the group on Facebook was able to get that money in, I think it was less than seven days. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It was amazing. So awesome. And Othram went right to work after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really have been amazing. And, and believe- the, oh, no, yeah, the I'm guy... Sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, I was going to say David Middleman. Uh, he, he's really a remarkable man. And uh, his team, they're all very caring people. You know, and you don't realize that there's actual people who have families behind these companies uh, working these cases. And they care, too. It's not just, you know, um, a machine doing the work for you. It's a, it's a person and a family. And and I think it's it's amazing that he's uh you know decided to get involved in these old cases that no one else wants to touch. Frankly, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, well for said. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it I, so did you sent this out, and then I believe it came back. Was it yesterday or the day before that the actual results came in? Well, so he I shouldn't say <laughs> yesterday. But this week. Um, we did get the incredible announcement of, you know, David coming out. I mean, he's got to hold this information. So he is only allowed to share what the sheriff's office will let him share. Oh, um, yes, understandable. I don't know how long he's been keeping a secret. But um, 
to this week he was finally allowed to go live. Um, poor guy between um, traveling, you know, in an air <laughs> conference room. We went on the group and that's just, this is just a testament to who he is. You know, he went to our Facebook group to share the update that um, we're so excited for you to be able to share too, because it really helps to, to somewhat narrow down who this guy is. Because again, the tree's not done yet. We don't have a name, but he went live. Um, and if you want to share uh, the update, Amber, or Gary, um, it's pretty awesome. The group's been buzzing ever since. Yes. yes I, I saw that. And it, is, is it okay to put out there? Put it out there. Absolutely. That, uh, it came out that he definitely had Cajun ancestry. So that will, that can yep. cement at least a connection to that, whether he was born there or whether his parents were just born there i guess we don't know yet but that's a start it's something but, right it helps us to understand that perhaps the baton rouge story was not a lie that was a truth that he shared um because that's that's his ancestry you know and it's, it's somewhat challenging to build that tree and you know they're not allowed to share with us you know every detail of their work but it gives us a more narrowed approach if we're going to try to research or again you know like we crowdsource we've got people who are you know what they call search angels just like trail angels they're search angels that help to reunite adoptive uh children with their biological families so there's so people that want to come in and really help and that's incredible to see just because this is what they do some people are just really talented when it comes to genealogy i know author has a professional team working on this um, but you know, the, the goal is to get people, more people to, you know, not just give those holiday gifts of a, a DNA kit, but, you know, submit that kit, upload to DNA solves, upload to GEDmatch and opt in for law enforcement so that they can say, Hey, we'll compare it against the sky and, and hopefully we can help build the tree because a, you know, great, 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 great grandparent is really difficult to trace down to. Yeah, <laughs> I would think. Oh, so they're um, they're hard at work every, all the time. But once they have a direct family connection, it's so much easier to figure out who the person is, obviously. Yeah, and um, when when you narrow it down to say that he had Cajun ancestry and links to Louisiana, I mean, that's one out of 50 states that we've got there. So we're we're doing so much better now than we have been. Right. Now, do you think there's 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 more yet that they can't release because it's it is an active investigation? Hell yeah, there, there yeah. might be. Yes, I, I would yeah. say yes. <laughs> I'd agree with Erica. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are they're actually under no obligation to share anything with you know a little old Facebook group. You know, they I think that they're doing so because they're so grateful for the help that we were able to to provide. You know, and um. We're waiting. We're waiting. I'm sure they've got more information. My goodness, these guys are brilliant. You know, this is what they do. You know, this it's it is ongoing and active, but it's important to remember that this is not a crime that was committed, um, you know, and in the event, in the unlikely event. But it's possible that if this man was a criminal, um, if there was a crime committed and he was running from it, we like to look at it as, you know what, in that event, we have solved two crimes then because we will solve. The DNA will prove it. It doesn't lie. It will give him his name and it will connect him to something. I don't believe that's going to be the case, but we have to keep our you know, minds open to anything as possible at this point. You know, we 
Just don't I will know. Add, oh, I'm sorry, Erica. I will add that um, his his DNA um, and his fingerprints were ran through the military database for the United States, as well as the crime database that the police have, and there were no hits on either side. Wow. So that's good to know. So he hasn't been convicted of anything, um, whoever he is. And um, we're hoping, you know, that that stays that way. But, of course, we have to wait and see just like everyone else. Right. And in my own opinion, I don't I don't believe that that's going to be the case. But, of course, I could be wrong. Yeah. So what do you think is next? What what is the next big push to try and do this? Is it just going to come down to research and and luck or is there more science that we can try? Well, I think that it's important now to start really flooding Louisiana with his posts, his picture, the story. So I actually contacted one of my friends who lives in Louisiana this morning. Uh, I went to high school with her here in Michigan, and I asked her to share the post because um, anyone that she knows will see it and anyone that they know will see it. And it really does go a long way. So that's the one thing I've been working on is trying to get the post out more and more um, and also to to ask people to upload their DNA to Mm dnasolves.com because that is how they link these family trees together. And they'll they'll be helping someone, you know, not only mostly harmless, but another area possibly where there's an unsolved crime or another person who's unidentified. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be the DNA. It'll be yeah, it'll be the technology. You know, we've had um, some false alarms in the past few months. We've had some. Oh my gosh, this is him moments. We've had pictures sent to us. um, There of the 100 pictures that have been sent to me, three of them have struck me as oh my gosh, this could be him. You know, and you have those moments where you think this is it. Like we just got this, and nope, that guy is alive and well somewhere in Iowa doing yeah. whatever he's doing. Um, but I, it won't stop people because as soon as the, the group is re-energized, you get a whole new wave of, of requests to people that are interested. You know, since David shared that update, which was a brief update, we've been flooded with requests. So it's really, interesting. yeah, yeah. Every eye on the case is, is helpful. Um, so, it, I, I believe it's going to be the DNA, but at least in the meantime, there are some people who are very talented, very skilled in tree building that are working on this. And I I don't know what I'm going to do or how I'm going to react the day that we find out, but uh, <laughs> it will be. I feel there will be some drama. <laughs> I yeah. feel there will be some tears. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I, it's just it's just a crazy story. Yeah. I, uh, we know where he starts, more or less. We know where he ends. We even know most of what's in the middle. Just can't figure out how a man with money and access to the road dies of starvation in his tent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how do we know how long he was in Florida? Yeah, actually, I do, because I got my little I got my timeline right here. Oh, good. Yeah, it was several months. Do you have the dates, Erica? I Sadly, I do. Uh <laughs> I do, too, but not in front of me. All right. So bear with me. So oh, we get 
Because he was going to head down to Key West, I think, right? Yeah, that was the goal. That was the goal. I have on January 24th, 2018, he was um, in Crestview, Florida. And coincidentally, that was when uh, Trail Angel Kelly Fairbanks took a photo um, with that through hiker sticker, the through hike sticker. um, Oh, yes. On 90. So that's a picture that is documented. um, And, you know, these are just days that we know that happened um so january um you know february he was still headed through um pine log state forest uh, people met him there march of 2018 uh was actually interesting that's when i was i was alarmed he was really close to my own home he was nine miles from my front door on oh, march wow. 25th in a tiger branch campsite so it's kind of crazy where you find that one connection that you know, yeah. really hooked you to a case. But he was in Florida for a little while, but to make it to Key West, you know, the southernmost point, which is pretty cool, um, is a very lofty goal. I think he was stubborn as hell and he was gonna make it to that goal no matter what. And, yeah. and he almost that, made it. He didn't want help. He almost he was close. <laughs> he was close. Yeah. I used to live close. down uh in Big Pine for about a year. So I he was close. He was almost there. Just, yeah, he he was. And there's just there's, there's nothing in the autopsy report, nothing in there at all. There was no cancer. There was no. I think they they even mentioned there was no you know bad bacteria. You didn't have a bacterial infection or a viral infection. Right, right. And you know the only things that were noted were ibuprofen and um, Benadryl essentially in his system, and that makes a ton of sense because here in Florida in summer, it's he was in swampland, so yeah. mosquitoes and you know. Must have been just awful pain, all the all the walking, and his tent must have been a sauna, just just awful. That time of year, I I hate walking to my car. I hate getting in my car in the summer yeah. because so brutal. I hate Florida in the summer too. <laughs> in the in the in the later stage of decomposition that he was, are they able to figure out if there was a virus involved? I mean, could he have had malaria or or something no. of that? He was not in a late stage of decomposition. Okay. He was early, early stage. So it's been estimated only days prior. My, oh. my is 48 hours prior to when he was found. Because we're talking oh, wow. July 23rd. He was easy to identify. He did mm-hmm. not have the, you know, stages of decomposition that would be so um, grotesque, essentially, to see. Like, he was, right. you could tell who he was. You could tell that he'd starved um at 83 pounds there was no question but um they found him quickly which is also kind of a, odd. A, very odd yeah. he, he did not ask for help he had notebooks did he not leave a sign or a note um i understand that he may have been debilitated and could not walk the five miles to the rest stop that was close by but you know he could have left a note so we wonder all these things if he if he just chose to expire at that point or, or or we don't believe necessarily that that was his ultimate goal yeah. obviously but you know th- there's just more questions than answers at this point still you know two and a half years later and if you if you get started with it you will fall down the rabbit hole and you will not be able to stop thinking about mm-hmm. it <laughs> we live in this hole yeah we and that's here. what happened to us <laughs> oh, no, I, I still find myself you know either you know on a break at work or at home and i'll just be like 
oh, I don't know, missing IT, missing Louisiana, missing Baton Rouge, missing New York, <laughs> scrolling through faces, which all start to look exactly the same after about yeah. 10 minutes. And, <laughs> Welcome and, to the madness. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'll have, quote unquote, a breakthrough. I'm like, this is it. This is the guy. Because, you know, granted, no one could possibly have found this article but me. And, <laughs> you know, and I'll go on and read it and I'll I be like, oh, he, you know, I'm flashing back and forth between, okay, this guy and mostly harmless. This guy, mostly harmless. Now mm -hmm. the nose is wrong. Let me try a different pick. No, yeah. no, no, now I'm just trying to find a pick where the nose is right. Now that's not right. And Focus on the ears. Focus on the ears. That I was really, a good one. I don't think I ever even looked at the ears. That is the thing. So that's a feature that does not change with age. Okay. The so way they connect. Oh, <laughs> that's smart. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're brilliant after all of this. I, <laughs> I do not doubt that. We're professionals after all this. No, I, <laughs> I mean, I've gotten rulers out and measured distances on photographs and blown photographs yeah. up and masked oh them with God. other. I mean, I could go on and on what we've gone into. <laughs> I think that's amazing that, you know, you, you're, you want to put this, you want to find out who this is because no one should die unknown, you know? Yeah. And, and alone and in just such a horrific situation and, in our opinion. And, and so that's become a, a point of contention for, for a lot of people, you know, on multiple social media platforms, people will say, you know, he, he wanted to be anonymous oh, yeah. didn't want anyone to know who he was. Um, but I also don't believe that he belongs in a box on the shelf at the medical examiner's office. Oh, right. and like that's awful to think about. He's in a box and that's it. And so even if no one is missing him, someone knows him. Someone met him, yeah. and we just want to help close it. Now, how long will Send they him home. they keep him there on the shelf? Is there is there is there a ticking clock? Will he just be there a certain time before they're like, look, it's closed. He'll be cremated, and I don't I don't think so. And and I'm not sure if there are specific laws in Florida that uh, would state here or there. I, I'm not sure, but. You know, I know that in other states they have buried um, John Doe's and Jane Doe's, but yeah. um, we're not going to get to that point, I feel, because we've got Othram on this and, you know, he could potentially remain unclaimed. I don't know what happens after that, unfortunately, but that's not necessarily why I'm here. We're here to just close it and bring his name back. Yeah, so 100 percent. That's I, a Google word. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I think that also um, there will be someone who is missing him because a man who made such an impact on so many different hikers' lives throughout his travels and no one had a bad thing to say about him. Yeah. Everybody actually had pleasant things to say about him, that he was very kind and smart and generous and polite. Uh, people like that, someone will be missing him. So it I'm confident. Yeah, I'm confident of that. Yeah, it it have to be. Even if, you know, I, I came from a very small family, and there's really only myself and my mother left in it. I, even so, there's got to be there's got to be a friend footprint somewhere. There's got to be colleagues somewhere. There's right. somebody. Even if he was a complete loner all the time, there was somebody. There was another yeah. loner with him. Of sure, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And so it makes you wonder, is someone out there protecting his anonymity? That That's another question that we can dive down to. I mean, maybe he didn't want this 
he didn't want to be known. And there could very well be someone protecting it. Or just when we think we have, you know, broadcasted this to the world, we really haven't. It's not gotten out there enough. So anything we can do to bring attention to his case, we can't wait for that break. We can't wait for that yeah. day. And I know we're close. I feel we're very, very close. So now I, what are some of the ones that really grind your gears when they, they come on and they present? Are there are there some re- nominal reoccurring theories that are constantly being put out, but you, <laughs> you've either squelched oh. them years ago or they just won't die? Yes. <laughs> yeah. you go first. I'll go next. You go first. <laughs> um, well, one that gets me is um, he was supposedly called Denim early in his travels because he was hiking in jeans. Now, that's what a hiker told another uh, officer that started investigating the case. And uh, because he said he had ties to Baton Rouge early on when he told a hiker Obsidian that, um, everybody thinks he's from Denham Springs, Louisiana. And it's been brought up in the group about a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And it's been researched. And he might be from there, but that's not why he was called Denim. And right. it doesn't matter how many times you say it, somebody <laughs> still says, well, maybe he's from Denim Springs, Louisiana. Oh, my God, we never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> when did they bring that town? So, And it's nothing to get upset over. Oh, it, no. it actually is a good idea. But unfortunately, we've already gone down that rabbit hole. <laughs> how many times, Erica? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so many. I'm sure. Shared again tonight. I think it was shared again tonight. Um, yeah, <laughs> there. You know, a couple, couple of grievances. You know, because he used the the alias Ben Billamy, and then he had this abdominal scar. Now, sit down, because this is this this it's is wild. what Brian. Okay. Um, you know, Billamy the way it's spelled. It's not Bellamy. It's B I L E M Y, which is unusual. That's not found in the United States. Um, the theory that people and I say people as in plural because a couple people have shared this is that they think he had some sort of liver issue uh, that something had to have been operated on. And he chose Billamy like liver bile, like Billamy, like he chose his last name based on a liver function. That's that's a stretch. It's really unfortunate. And then also uh, I've seen another where because he used that name in hostels, you know, Ben Billamy, like you've been billing me, like you've actually been given a bill to pay. And I just, I, I have to stop and walk away from the group because Ben billing me, I just, Ooh, you know, we see some, we see some strange things. We see, we've seen time traveler um, theories. We have seen, maybe he was an angel that just came down, that you know, to um, cause I don't think angels die in smoldering tents in Florida. I, I you know, it, <laughs> it I, is 2020, uh, but not back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we've seen some strange things and you just kind of let those go by because you can't entertain everything. We're thankful that everyone is there. Every single person that's in that group, we're grateful for because they cared enough to join in the conversation. But sometimes it's just a bit outrageous. Hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's no offense to anyone of course oh, no. when we anyone that brought up any of these topics you know we're just having a little bit of fun about it but any yeah. idea is a good idea 
right. it's just, you know, you have to do a little research on it first. Uh, and... just, just a little, but you know that's not people's forte nowadays. Not right. on Facebook. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> not on Facebook. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to make sure that I have all the right uh, links in the show notes. So I, I want people to have the information, and I definitely yeah. want to put a link to the uh, Collier County uh, podcast. Because yeah. I'm not all the way through it yet. It is amazing. It's great. It's great. But uh, I'm going to have, uh, of course, your page on there will be in the show notes, uh, along with the Collier County Sheriff's Office Facebook page, the uh, the page for the uh, for listening to their podcast. What is the Doe Network? The Doe Network is actually a different um, company or organization that does the same kind of thing, essentially. Um and I'm not sure if they are a lab. I believe a lot of those other companies outsource that lab work to bring back the information from the DNA to build the tree. So I, I may be mistaken, um, but the Doe Network, I believe, is genealogists who do oh, okay. share information. We're not a, this group. We're not affiliated with them. So Authorum okay. does everything in house. Um, all on the, all on their own. So, yeah, totally direct source. Yeah, <laughs> Othram is the direct source. Yeah, that yeah. is fantastic, and I, I I hope that leads to a lot more things, especially in maybe their more private investigation, and that we can hopefully get some new witnesses to come forward. Did I uh, did I see that Natasha, uh, who also is admin there on the page that you guys are with, uh, she had posted there may be new witnesses coming forward. Yeah, I think she's I think she's made contact with some people. She has put in a lot of hours lately. She's working her tail off um, just to make sure there's not gaps in the timeline uh, to make sure that we've got all of our bases covered. And if anyone's willing to talk, let's talk because, you know, we've um, you know, we've spent a lot of hours on this and, you know, we come up with different theories and we're like, well, what if he didn't start there? What if he started here or what if he, you know, so many things have come out of our little think tank and she's been working so hard for that. So um, she might have information. If anything is fruitful, you know, we would know about it that, you know, her partners in solving crime over here with the mod group, <laughs> we would, we would hear about it. So I would love to share that if something comes of it. Um, but there's always something each day and we just try to hold our breath and do a little more research to confirm that it, that we can confirm that it's a real lead. Most definitely. And I would say, I would say one more thing before I forget to add this. Um, if any hikers do hear the podcast or see the articles and they haven't spoke to anyone about the case yet, um, come forward, please, and tell what information you have. Because it's very hard to track down hikers that are through hikers because they don't use their real names. Right. Everybody has a trail name, and that's common and has been for years. Oh, yeah. So you don't ever know really who anyone is. No, no. And uh, that's how you learn each other is you'll start seeing the name frequently, and then they kind of become this legend as you hike of like, oh, has anybody seen Pax Montes or, or you know, uh, what was one of them? Three Leg. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> want to go there. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone has these great names that they're given, and you start seeing them. And you're like, I want to meet this guy, like, or this person. You know, I keep seeing them on every trail guide or trail sign in, and uh, right. 
Every sign-in trail log, yeah. If someone listening, I'm so sorry. I I was going to say my my trail name would definitely be Stays Indoors. (laughs) That would be my daughter's as well. Won't be there. Yeah, she's just like, nah, nature? Uh, No. No. (laughs) Beautiful from this view. Yeah. I I would be eaten for breakfast by, I don't know, a panther or something. (laughs) I just... (laughs) Panther? Well, I do. Where are you hiking? You're in Michigan, right? I'm in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you might have some alien black cat sightings up there, so it could happen. uh, Yeah, we do have a panther sighting in my town, actually. It's like folklore going back years and years. Yeah. Yeah. This is very real stuff here. Do not get eaten by a panther. I I won't. That is on my list of ways not to go. Yeah. There are coyotes, but not panthers. Right. Lady, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, we've been about an hour now, and I don't want to keep you guys all night. But for one, if if someone does think they have something to bring forward, is it best to just go onto the Facebook page and go from there, or who should they contact? Um, her, if it's a her, real lead, I, I mean, <laughs> Callier County, I would say Sheriff's yeah. department. Y- yes, and if you can't reach them, then please go to David Middleman of author of ink um just just reach whoever you can uh who's authority there they are officially you know able to manage this case you know the facebook group, david's in the facebook group he's there he's also a moderator of the group so he's accessible and which is you know another great you know it's wonderful that he's so accessible send an email message you know whatever you can do um please do the research first you know, if you've got the lead, please don't, you know, if, if the guy's alive, you know, and works at your local grocery store, please don't send it in. Um, right. <laughs> right. You, if he's <laughs> if, you, so. if, if you traveled when he was and you hiked with him or you knew him outside of there and you know 100 percent that's him. Right. Contact this gentleman. Reach out. Reach if you, out. If you think you saw an article mm-hmm. that may or may not be him, but you think it may be him, let's go to the Facebook page. It, right. Right. And right. He was, he was deceased July 23rd, 2018. So okay. if in 2019 he was at your New Year's Eve party, it's not him. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Let's do it. <laughs> we, we do know 100% that he has passed. Unless right. he has a twin. Uh, right. Which, which would be much easier to discover with DNA entries. So, <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> so and another way you can help is by uploading your DNA to DNA Solves because mm-hmm. – that can help tremendously, more now, than people realize. Now, do help they them. send a kit out for that? or? Well, they, they don't send you kits because they aren't a, a for-profit uh, sure. DNA source company. Like, they don't do people's DNA, the public. Um, but they do work to build trees around the sources that are sent to them from the right. public. So, okay. um, like, somebody gets a kit from one of the DNA companies that advertise on TV all the time. You know, um, you can go on their website and upload your results and they don't sell your results to anyone else. Uh, Authorum uses them for their investigation purposes only. They don't give it out to anyone else. Right. And I believe you can actually even withdraw your results at some time if you decide to do so. So it's perfectly safe. And how do you Mm -hmm. spell that? The place it's Ostrom. It's O T H R A M. Authorum, okay. Authorum, yes. And I will put that in the show notes as well if anybody wants to do that. Uh, 
So otherwise, you can be definitely go on the Facebook group, read the files, look at the photo albums. If you if you were out there hiking, if you're a hiker, if someone in your family's a hiker, if you're from any of these areas in Louisiana or Brooklyn or I, Poughkeepsie, go on, take a look. Yeah. Any yeah. you never know when you could see someone and be like, I I know him. Yeah. And it no one deserves to die without a name. We don't have to know everything, but he should at least have his name. And exactly. thank thank you both for coming on, Erica Jones and Amber Doke. It was Doke, right? Yes. Doke, yes, I did it twice. <laughs> thank okay, <you>. good. <laughs> thank you both so much for coming on and uh I'll get this uh get this edited and out there so hopefully we can bring in even more people that can more people in the rabbit hole, the quicker we'll find out who this gentleman was. It's fun down here. Join us. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> so one of us in. will make drinks. Come on down. <laughs> Bring some beverages. Yes. Thank you so much for featuring this case, though. Every every little bit helps. We appreciate it so, so much. Oh, my yes. pleasure. Now, stay on the line. I'm going to hang up with these uh, bizarros here, and then I'll be right back with you. Sounds <laughs> great. All right, everyone, thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the other side. And uh, thank you again to Eric Jones and Amber Doke, and uh, let's find out who this gentleman was. Thank you, everyone, and I'll see you on the other side. And we're back and no commercials, not, not putting any in. That's my Christmas present. No, no commercials this episode, but, uh, wow, that's crazy. I, when you listen to this, let me know what you think. Go back in where you got your podcasts and leave a comment and subscribe. That is so big for the show, especially on Apple, on Podbean, on Stitcher, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. If you can leave a comment or you can subscribe, that does so much for the show. But again, here we are at the end of a season, and I, I can't thank everyone enough for supporting the show and, and listening from so many different countries and so many areas of North America and South America, Europe, Asia, uh, everywhere. And it, it's really, it's mind blowing that, that people are listening to my little show and, uh, I'm forever thankful and hopefully it'll keep going long into the future. But, uh, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, all, all the information about, uh, mostly harmless is going to go into the show notes. So please look there. If you want to find the, uh, Facebook group, if you want to look for Collier County Sheriff's department, um, all that will be in the show notes. So definitely go in, add yourself to the Facebook, add yourself to the Bizarro Aficionado Facebook. That's where all the first information comes through, articles that we don't use on the show, discussions about different things. So if you're on Facebook, go check out and look for the Bizarro Aficionado podcast page. Come on in. We'll, we'll love to have you. And, uh, thank you guys for listening and make sure that, uh, you have a great holiday Wherever you are, what whatever you celebrate, just stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, I'll see you in February. Thanks, everyone, and have a great night and holiday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Smoking on gas, got me sunk.
chasing Z's, chasing Z's I've been high up off my ass Magic beans, magic beans Flying solo, Mr. Dolo What you mean, what you mean Grab control and major time Do you read, do you read Smoking on gas, got me slumped Chasing Z's, chasing Z's I've been high up off my ass Every day, never take a break, still in myself Addicted to the gold, only focused on well, still slide To my nine to five, just to buy the time Till I'm on the rise, blasting off, I'm not asher off This ain't frat rap, tell the haters fuck off I'm shining, so blinding, as a vibe got no diamonds But boy, got nothing in my wallet Spend all my green on the green quite often Still flawless, stand tall and say fuck it to me, face calling Time to ride the wave, override the shade Inhale the haze, have a lovely day Yes, got me slumped Chasing Z's, 